chapter twenty six of tarano the conqueror by ray cummings this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by tony oliva black cloud of death i must revert now to that time in the gardens of midas palace at the great city when we stood upon its rooftop threatened below by that mob of slaons georg stood with the cylinder in his hand waving it the palm foliage was freezing down through the swirling snow fell the frozen bodies of the slaons who had climbed into the gigantic palm fronds the thuds as the body struck the ground sounded horribly plain in the stillness georg was still waving his cylinder snow and ice were gathering everywhere incautiously he lowered the weapon a brief momentary chill the congealing breath of the arctic in this warm palm-laden garden swept the horror-stricken crowd georg have mercy midas frightened pleading words brought georg to his senses he snapped off the cylinder and dropped it behind him to the palace rooftop he was trembling and white as he stood with his arm around Maida. weapons so drastic as this one were seldom used indeed it was law throughout both venus and the earth that no civilian should possess them the power for wholesale death in his hand and which without wholly meaning to he had so nearly used to its full effect had unnerved him without the ray the wind soon died the warmer air mounting melted the ice the snow ceased falling but the swath of shriveled foliage remained a hideous scar cut into the luxuriant tropical growth the mob had forgotten its threats its evil intent silent for a moment it now burst into outcries motionless then milling about struggling aimlessly with itself struggling to retreat a panic of terror the boats in the lagoon were retreating the slaons along the fringe of shore began hurriedly to embark the groups huddled at the palace steps were trying to shove the others back in a rout they tumbled into their boats and scurried away Maida's voice striving to reassure them was unheard and presently the scarred trampled garden was empty and silent the rebellion checked thus at its start was quelled throughout the city that night for the slaons to hear whether they would or no the broadcast stations flung their stentorian tones to the people a speech by Maida her promise of better things to come for the slaons the end of tarrano's brief rule a reorganization of past conditions Maida herself had never been in control in the central state the luxury the license of the ruling class had been no fault of hers she promised fair treatment now to the slaons she was to marry georg brenda the earthman Maida did marry georg with the many stirring events a time when disaster and death threatened us all so soon to follow i shall not pause to describe the wedding a quaint yet magnificent spectacle Maida in her regal robe georg looking every inch a ruler their barge of white leading the procession a barge of white flowers its sides lined with maidens to fend off the deluge of blossoms 
with which the onlookers assailed the bridal couple the arrival at the marriage island where on an altar the quaintly garbed holy man immersed them and the solemn men of law united them as one it was a night of rejoicing throughout the great city and on every mirror in the empire it was pictured for those who could not be present a time of rejoicing yet then as always those days my heart was heavy elza was held by tarrano we knew he had taken her to the city of ice there was of course no radio communication with the cold country we had tried eavesdropping upon it but to no avail tarrano's close-flung barrage checked every wave we could send against it time passed a month or more we were worried over elza naturally yet the saving grace was that we knew tarrano would treat her kindly that for the present at least she was in no danger georg and maida took possession of the central state their rule started auspiciously for by a series of speeches a reorganization of money payments the sleans seemed well satisfied loyal and with a growing patriotism an eagerness to help in the coming war with tarrano georg without actually saying so made them believe that the only hope of everlasting life was the recovery from tarrano of the brenda model the model was in the city of ice it must be captured as a matter of fact to us of the government the brenda model was not indispensable the greatest factor was that the threat of tarrano's universal conquest must be forever removed like a rocket-bomb this man of genius had risen from obscurity had all but conquered the three greatest worlds of the universe i think that the height of tarrano's power was reached that day on the eve of the water festival when he made his triumphant entry into the great city venus was his at that moment all of venus mars was his the hairless men savages who had fallen readily to his wiles had conquered the civilized ruling little people and the earth overrun by his spies deluged by his propaganda which insidiously as rust will eat away a metal was eating into the loyalty of our earth public our own great earth was in a dangerous position the earth council realized it the almighty only could know how many of our officials our men in trusted positions were at heart loyal to tarrano the thing was obvious the assassination of our three rulers leaders of the white yellow and black races with which tarrano's campaign in the open had begun those assassinations could never have taken place had not our military organization been diseased facts like these were constantly coming to us now here in the great city a brief time of physical inactivity yet underneath the calm we realized there was a struggle going on everywhere a struggle of sentiment of propaganda of public opinion warfare with modern weapons by which a man single-handed might destroy a city is no longer a matter of men the citizen unarmed united in sentiment and desire with a million of his kind becomes the real ruler you cannot 
because you have a weapon destroy a million of your brothers we realized this and in the ultimate decision the popular fancy almost of our publics lay our real success or downfall tarrano in the popular mind had a tremendous hold dispatches from earth made it plain that upon every street level the people were discussing him from the great city daily we sent bulletins of our progress toward checking destroying the menace of him but bulletins also were emanating from the city of ice we could not stop them cut off at every official earth station and with all unofficial stations unable to receive them nevertheless at some secret station which could not be found they were received and from there circulated throughout the earth the air was full of them mysteriously scenes showing the great tarrano appeared upon the official news mirrors a speech of tarrano's was once officially broadcasted before its source could be located and stopped like a smothered fire smouldering lacking only a breath of vital gas to explode it into flame the sentiment for tarrano spread about the earth public opinion is fickle it sways instinctively not always but often to the winning side here in venus we knew we must defeat tarrano destroy him personally and thus put an end to it all forever since his dominion hung wholly upon the genius of his own personality our spies some of them got to the city of ice and back a few flying men were able to hover about the city and with instruments peer down into it we knew that tarrano was mobilizing for a move upon the earth where with a warlike demonstration he hoped to be accepted yielded to without a severe struggle but within a month now we learned he had abandoned that idea he knew of course our own preparations to attack him and he began concentrating everything upon his own defense in the city of ice his last stand we officials knew it and we knew he felt it also and though on earth our public felt differently the little people recognized it a stirring wonderful time that day when on our mirrors was pictured the revolt of the little people against the tarrano rule of the hairless men grim scenes of tragedy and over the carnage the little people triumphed tarrano's rule with all the excesses of the hairless men who proved themselves mere rapacious plunderers in the name of warfare was at an end on mars the effect on earth of this martian reversal was beneficial to us a good omen we on venus redoubled our efforts to attack successfully the city of ice mars could send us no aid though now in full sympathy with us the planet was daily at a greater distance from us and the little people not recovered from the effects of their own bloody strife were in no position to help us nor did the earth council deem it wise to send men additional to those few we already had the earth was rapidly being left behind by the swifter flight of venus through her orbit the official season for the mail flyers was closed 
the opposition of the two planets was long since past millions of additional miles were adding to the space separating them and the earth council was not sure of its men any one of them might secretly be in tarrano's service and do us infinitely more harm if brought to venus than if left at home we seemed of solid strength in the central state for the first time in generations the reals the men of science from whom all the progress of civilization on venus came departed from their attitude of aloofness their work always before industrial now turned to the sterner demands of war the real city footnote twenty two lay a brief flight from us a grave sort of people these reals men of square-cut sober-colored garments women of sober gray flowing robes white hair coiled upon their heads intelligent women dignified of demeanor many of them learned as were the men footnote twenty two an awkward unpronounceable word which for the purposes of this narrative may be termed industriana their city teeming now with the preparations for war was intensely interesting to me we spent most of our days in it flying back at nightfall to midas palace yet i shall not describe it nor our preparations our days of activity but hasten on to the first of the extraordinary incidents impending it came this first incident through my thoughts of elza i was worried more than worried sometimes almost terrified about her my instinct would have been to take a handful of men and dash to her rescue which of course would have been absurd i tried to reassure myself tarrano would treat her kindly soon in full force our army would descend upon the city of ice capture it destroy tarrano rescue elza rescue elza ah there lay the difficulty which i never dared contemplate in detail how would we rescue her tarrano would treat her kindly now during his own security but if at the last he saw his own defeat his death perhaps impending would he treat her kindly then i loved elsa very deeply a new torture came from it now did she love me or tarrano i remembered the gentleness of the man with her his dignity his power his undoubted genius and who what was i a mere news-gatherer a man of no force and little personality a nonentity sometimes as in my jealousy i contemplated elza with tarrano now i felt that he was everything a young girl would fancy how could she help loving him at night when sleep would not come to me i would lie tossing thinking of it did elza love me or tarrano once i had thought she loved me but she had never said so it was out of this constant thinking of elza that the first of the incidents i have mentioned arose there came to me one night the feeling that elza was near me i awoke from half-sleep to full wakefulness 
in my bedroom upon the low couch on which i lay the oral lights of venus spread their vivid tents the palace was silent i sat up pressing my palms to my throbbing temples elza was coming nearer to me i knew it not by any of my bodily senses a knowledge which suddenly i realized that i had a moment and then i was conscious of her voice no sound my ears heard nothing yet my brain was aware of familiar tones i recognized them as one can remember how a loved voice sounded when last it was heard but this was no memory a present actuality it rang soundless in my brain elza's voice anxious frightened at first only the confused tone of it then the consciousness of words two reiterated words danger jock danger jock i waited no longer but rushed to georg and maida beautiful maida in her robe of sleep with her white hair tumbling about her georg half awake yet almost at once he could understand me and explain natural instinctive telepathy it had not occurred to me i had never bothered to develop telepathy and indeed with any degree of fluency or even of surety of reception the phenomenon is difficult to perfect yet as i knew with a loved one absent upon whom one's thoughts dwell constantly in time of stress telepathy is occasionally automatically established it was so in georg and maida's case back there in the mountain station on earth telepathy was the explanation of georg's mysterious actions as he stood there before the sending mirrors crossed the room in confusion and like one in a dream leaped from the window to be seized by tarano's spies maida had been abducted a moment before georg's brain became aware of it her danger the appeal she sent to him so it now seemed to be from elza to me georg out of bed now beside me urged me to greater efforts of concentration that i might understand what message elza was sending elza elza dear where are you what is it i murmured the words to myself as with all my power i thought them over and over flinging out the thoughts like radio waves into the night mysterious vibrations in an instant from here everywhere in the universe who knows their character their speed the speed of light a laggard perhaps beside the flash of a thought waves of my thoughts speeding through the night with only one receiving station in all the universe would elsa's brain capture them elsa dear where are you what is it jack danger jack danger it was very clear the words rang in my head but always only those two and then at last it may have been an hour later other words death the black cloud of death you can see it coming see it coming death to you jack to all of you in the city we rushed to the casement the broad lagoon before the palace lay like a mirror tinted red and purple beyond it palms and the outlines of houses lay dark against the star-strewn sky 
but out there over the city in the distance a dark patch obscured the stars we watched it breathless a dark patch which soon took shape a cloud a black cloud unnatural of aspect somehow a rolling low-lying black cloud growing larger spreading out sidewise sweeping toward the city on a wind which had not reached us chuck chuck dear danger death to all the city elza's words were still beating in my brain soundless words of terror and warning death chuck death to all the city the black cloud of death End of chapter twenty six